Guilty. You've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessicast. I'm your host, Leah Russo, and this is episode 42 of this podcast. I cannot believe that we're 42 episodes in. I'm so thankful to all of you guys for following along and listening and interacting. I love all of your messages and comments and everything. It's so encouraging and it's just so much fun. I can't tell you how happy I am that I decided over a year ago to start this podcast. It's been amazing. I want to also remind you guys that the Ashley and Jessica cast is on Patreon. So you can access that by going to patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessica cast. We're kind of going into a new phase of this podcast where there's going to be just as much Ashley and Jessica content that all you guys love, but there's also going to be bonus content. I'm going to be covering other pop culture topics. There's going to be entire episodes on things outside of the Simpson sisters world and I want to thank everybody not just the Patreon subscribers but all of my listeners for encouraging me because I asked on our Instagram which is at Ashley and Jessica what you guys thought about me expanding I didn't know if maybe people would hate the idea or if they would rather me create a separate podcast because as much as I love our girls Jessica and Ashley I am a pop culture aficionado I can confidently say that I am obsessed I could talk basically any pop culture topic from like 1960 until 10 minutes ago for hours and hours so you can see how having a podcast that's only about two people or I guess the Simpson family or whatever could seem a little bit limiting and so I really wanted to branch out and do additional types of episodes so some of them are going to be patreon exclusives and some of them are going to be public and it's going to be all different topics right now there is a benefer episode on my patreon that episode is going to stay patreon exclusive so if you would like to hear it and all of the other bonus episodes and commentaries you're going to need to join at patreon.com slash ashley and jessicast it's on the five dollar tier and Again, just a special thank you to my Patreon subscribers because I cannot say how much it means to me. You know, $5, it doesn't seem like a huge amount of money, but it doesn't matter. It's It means something to me that you guys really want to hear what I have to say that much that you're willing to pay, even though I do have some, I mean, I have a lot of free content. Most of this podcast is free. So it just really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a website where you can support your favorite creators directly and you can cancel anytime. There's nothing weird, so don't worry. If you want to just join for a month and listen to everything and then cancel, 
I understand. It's all good. And I also talk to my Patreon subscribers a lot on there. So I'm sending you guys messages a lot of the time. And I always take my Patreon subscribers requests first. And I always answer their messages first before I go to the public page. Because I just really appreciate all of you guys. Benifer was by far the most requested non-Jessica and Ashley topic. Everybody wanted to hear my opinion on this, which is very flattering. And I have to say I'm really proud of the first episode because I got a lot into the backstory of JLo and Ben, where they were at right before they met, and what came before. Like, why were they so iconic? What happened before they got together? What was our impression of them before that that made them so huge and iconic why were people so obsessed with them specifically yes we're obsessed with celebrity culture in general most people are interested in celebrities and their personal lives outside of just watching them on tv but what made them so fascinating why was it such a big deal why did it consume news media for over a year you know what was it about them that was so special yes they're talented and beautiful but so are every other celebrity couple so I got a lot into that and I focused mainly on early Benefer, their original relationship there's going to be a part two that is public again part one will always stay a patreon exclusive but the part two is going to be public and so if you're not up for being a subscriber don't worry you will get to hear part two and there's also going to be a tribute to the scream franchise coming up as you know the new film scream 2022 is now out i am a huge scream stan have been for over 20 years so that is something that you guys have to look forward to as well and i have some other bonus episodes that I'm conceptualizing in my mind right now and researching, working on. I'm really, really excited about those as well. But of course, you're going to be getting the same level of Ashley and Jessica content. Today we have an Ashley episode. We already have a Newlyweds episode that's so fun. Recorded it in the bag. Just have to edit that one. So you'll be getting that really soon. And once again, I always appreciate your support. I'm really excited to get into this guest today because... She is just so funny. She's so talented. And unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties toward the very, very end of our recording. So don't worry. Nothing really got lost. It was I was literally about to say goodbye when it started happening. So there was really no loss to the content of the podcast, thankfully. But because that happened, she didn't get to share her socials. And I really want you guys to go follow her because as I say in the introduction of her that you're about to hear She's one of us and I love her content. So make sure you go follow her on TikTok and Instagram. It's her username is it's Kate Steinberg. So I just want to make sure that you guys all go follow her. And yeah, without further ado, let's get to it. Okay, everybody, let's get to our wonderful guest. This woman does so many things, I really don't even know where to start. I'm sure we will talk about them, but I found her on TikTok, and after about 30 seconds, I knew that I had to DM her and have her on this podcast because she is one of us, okay? So everybody, please welcome Kate Steinberg. Hi. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for having me on. When I saw Ashley Simpson pop up in my DM, I just, the name, I was like, all right, let's go. That's (laughs) That's all you need. Thank you so much for coming on. I literally, I watched, well, I watched the first TikTok of yours that I saw was the one, well, you do this great series where you listen to songs from our childhood 
And as an adult, you kind of realize what you actually were singing as a child in front of your friends and family with these like deep sexual undertones. And you were singing, I want to love you forever, which has some questionable lyrics. And just from then I knew, but then I saw the Ashley on your profile too. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even need to know anything else about you, but I've since (laughs) watched more of your content, obviously. And I'm just wondering what inspired you to have such a Y2K focused online presence? Totally. So um, for the record, finding out about Ashley Simpson's Lala song, I truly had no clue until 30 years old. Like the, the, like those realizations are 100% authentic and people are like, you're crazy. Like, how'd you not know? I'm like, no, seriously. Like I was living under a rock as a child. But with that said, um, I like, I've always been obsessed with the 90s, Nickelodeon, Disney. And I vividly remember going on dates and every date I'd end up talking about like a decon movie or like bringing up like a dog or Gullagull's Island. Like, and I'm like thinking like, I remember thinking like, I know so much about, like I have so much knowledge about nostalgia and like Y2K. Like I wish I could apply this in like somewhere in life. Fast forward, I joined TikTok and I've been on for a while. And it's not until I started like, I'm trying to think, oh, American Girls. I think the American Girly series, when I found my American Girl doll books, that's like kind of what kicked things off. And I just kept like leaning more and more into it. And that's when I found myself having the most fun. And I just kept making videos and just like trying different things. And then that led to like music realization. And like that just sparks like so many different ideas. So that's where I'm at now. I'm I'm in it. I love being in it. Um, and I pretty much now go home like a lot because my childhood bedroom is like truly untouched. And (laughs) I used to give my parents such a hard time for keeping everything. And I remember being like, like, just get rid of it. Like, why would I ever need my, that limited two shirt? Like, no, I am so happy they kept everything because it has a purpose now. Yeah. And I noticed that you, cause it's not like you just talk about these things. You wear the clothes and do the hairstyles (laughs) and it is like, so it's like looking into a mirror of my eighth grade self. It's amazing. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, do you buy them on eBay or those are your clothes from back then? Literally everything is from my childhood bedroom. <laughs> um, it's all like my mom has kept everything, which again, like I used to be so upset about, but now we're, it's like, it's honestly kind of like, it's become like a fun family thing, especially for my parents. Cause my mom will be like, Oh, check the basement. And like the second drawer, like, I think the your razor phone is there. Or, um, she like, when I come home, she'll like pull out like all the super Nintendo stuff or like she finds like old gap sweaters. It's pretty cool. Like our place, um, my fiance, Chad just came home this weekend. Um, and he, I kept telling him like, we have so much stuff. It's not till he got to the basement where he was just like, I'm like, welcome to the museum. Like, this is it. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that you still have everything intact, like frozen in time like that. Yeah. I also, um, I found a Livestrong bracelet, but it's my brother's. It's my older brother's and and, like, it's still in its packaging. And I, I took it back, but like, I put it like in a big Tupperware because I know like I'm trying to like protect these things and keep them like in mint condition we live in a one bedroom and I'm like I feel bad because I just keep bringing in more stuff 
every weekend. <laughs> it's getting a lot. Well, I've noticed also that because you do some, you do like a fair amount of ads and brand deals and stuff. And yeah. I noticed that you, because your content is so Y2K focused, like it, it seems like the companies are reaching out to you, like from that perspective, because a lot of your ads seem to be Y2K focused. And I saw on your story today that you're doing like Lisa Frank cookies with Pillsbury. <laughs> okay, actually, so Fun fact about that, that is actually not a partnership, and I wish it was. Um, that was just a random, I took Chad uh, last weekend to go get Lisa Frank cookies. I knew they were at Target, and I, I made that video, I swear to God, in like five minutes. Like, I <laughs> I made it so quickly, and I remember saying, I remember like turning to Chad and being like, oh, I'll probably delete this in 10 minutes. And then he was like, oh, well, you got to try, like, try something new. And then that's been like one of my most, like, it's been a very successful video. And then like Lisa Frank picked it up and Target reached out today. I'm like, so, you know, that actually was like the one unpaid ad. Wow. Yeah. That's so funny. Isn't it? Isn't it funny how sometimes when you just get random inspiration and you're just like, oh, whatever, I'll just throw this up and see what happens. It's like, that's what people respond to, right? Oh, absolutely. Like it's, like sometimes like yes you if you put a lot of work into a video it does like pay off but like it it is the I, like it I swear it is the ideas that take the least amount of time that pop up when you're like in the shower and then you're like all right I'm gonna do this really quicker like and then that's it it's it's really amazing and like I know some people try to figure out the TikTok algorithm and it could drive you nuts but you mm -hmm. can't you just have to like be you put yourself out there and then you'll figure out what sticks that is actually great advice because I cannot figure TikTok out for the life of me. So I can use these tips. You got to bring all your Ashley Simpson knowledge to TikTok. I know. There's a whole community there. <laughs> I know. So so let's get into like, what is your background with Ashley and Jessica? Did you watch Newlyweds and this show live back in the day? Yes. Very, very avid Jessica Simpson. And uh, so Newlyweds absolutely watched, 100% watched the, watched the Ashley Simpson show. And when you reached out and I rewatched the episode on YouTube, like it brought back so many memories. Um, but I vividly also remember Jessica Simpson's whipped cream line. Like, <laughs> like I, I can see myself walking through the mall, going through Macy's and seeing the line there. And or Ulta and just being like oh this is such like an innocent little like whipped cream line like no like that actually like was kind of inappropriate not inappropriate but like inappropriate for like a 10 year old like me to be like ooh, like edible whipped cream <laughs> I know I know isn't it crazy like our moms were buying us this stuff that's meant to be like licked off you <laughs> like and I was so innocent at the time like literally thinking it's just like I don't know I thought it was just, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, again, I was that innocent that I had no clue what it was for. No clue. Well, it's kind of, it's this endless marketing scheme where they're like, well, you have to be sexy because sex sells, but you can't be too sexy because the moms have to buy the tickets to the concerts. Oh, so, so wild. let's hide all of this innuendo. And it is crazy. Like all of the especially the the really early initial singles when they were all teenagers like they just yeah. have all of these hidden well not so hidden but for our pure innocent minds it's like yeah yeah I knew something like I knew that they were sexual but like there's just so many moments later in life like re-watching Clueless when I was like yes. 
15 and being like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I know yes. what they're saying. Oh, it's so weird. Well, that's, that's the same thing with songs. Like when I heard the genie in the bottle song and I just, that was like one day after I, I came back from the doctors, I was sitting in my car and I was just listening to it. I'm like, wait, this is like kind of inappropriate. Again, that was like a video that took two seconds. My, I remember like I had no makeup on. I was just like, I'm just going to do this. And then that like created a series. So wild. Well, I saw your one that really blew up this, the two become one. Yes. That was, <laughs> and that was actually based off a real life experience. A lot of things are like based off real life experiences. And um, like today, like my Jonas brother one, like I really thought Nick Jonas saw me in the crowd. But <laughs> well, okay. I'm a stan of the Jonas Brothers and I died when I saw that Kevin duetted you. Okay. Kevin duetted me. I died. And also that video like literally was I oh my god, that video. <laughs> Actually, ugh, I can't. That video blew up and I got attacked so badly. But it's okay. But Kevin, I remember thinking, go back and watch if everyone if you've never seen the video, go back on my TikTok and go watch it I said that kids are going to be alive in the year 3000 um it literally was very it was a very controversial statement um and I was getting like ripped apart in the comments and I remember thinking Kevin Jonas or a Jonas brother needs to do what this to save me that is my only hope and I and I everyone kept saying take the video down and I was like no I really think a Jonas brother will do do what and I you know what Kevin came through like Kevin came through. Wow, queen of yeah. manifesting, though. <laughs> it worked. Oh my gosh, he didn't do that though. I was like, that's yeah. amazing. And I saw that. Um, didn't Joe follow you? Yes. Oh my. And when I tell you that I check weekly, like to make sure that he still follows me, I because <laughs> he doesn't follow that many people. And I'm like, is this just like it was an accident? But he still follows me. I'm still there. Yeah, and I just saw the other day that Jojo Siwa follows me, and I'm like, I almost died. Oh my god, that's so fun. I love that, because, like, does she even get what you're saying? So my friends literally just said that. They're like, (laughs) does she she resonate with what you're talking? I'm like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure she is a Gen Z, um, (laughs) and I am not, but I'll take it. I Yeah, I definitely was freaking out. Well, that is hilarious to me, but... I yeah. don't know. I mean, it's look, it can never be a bad thing for Jojo Siwa to notice you. So, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, watching this episode for the first time in I don't know how many years, what were your first impressions all these years later? Oh, okay. Watching this episode, a couple things. To- like, I forgot about her and the Ryan Cabrera relationship. To- like, the um, when they started the episode, they did a recap. And I totally forgot when he bought her all the roses. She got up upset at the show. But um, <laughs> a couple things that stood out was her was her hair. I vividly remember wanting to like in the early two thousands. There was this like this kind of style. Like it kind of looked like your hair was like burnt. Like the ends were like very like it's like after you would bleach your hair, like very short choppy bangs. Very like kind of like I don't want to say dead end. I don't know. It was just like a vibe. It was like a mm-hmm. hairstyle. She had that. And I remember I always wanted my hair like that. Her hair stood out to me. Um, also, the outfit when she was going to go do her photo shoot. And she was saying, like, I don't want to be girly. And she put on, like, this blazer with, like, this, like, ruffled skirts and heels. I remember wanting that outfit so badly. Um, 
and I like, and she didn't want to be in the outfit, but I was like, Oh, I wanted that skirt so badly. Um, and her voice, she actually has an amazing voice. And I forgot like how good it is when she was singing and practicing, um, for the, her, her show. And I, for, and then when her voice went away, like I was, I was really impacted. <laughs> I know like, it's so sad because you know, what's coming. Yes. It's and exactly. But like today, like when I was rewatching it, I was like, wow. Like I felt for her. I was like, her voice cannot go away. And I remember being, I think it was like seventh, eighth grade um, when it was out and I forgot what year, but um, I remember like really being hurt. Like I, we all felt it in middle school. I don't, I remember like that was a topic of conversation. Yes, absolutely. And it makes me like, it makes me so mad. I mean, I've talked about this so much on this podcast, but there was such proven documentation that she had vocal problems and that she sang live and that she was practicing live singing with her live band and had to stop because of her acid reflux. Like she shouldn't have gotten such a hit from that SNL thing. Oh my God. Wait, we are saying, okay. Same thought this morning. I was like, it really was not a big deal that she lip synced like, or lip sang. Like, I, I was thinking back of like, like how the world kind of like attacked her so badly after that. And I remember it, like, it was such like the talk of the town, but like now looking back, like who cares? Like who cares? I know it, it would just never happen today. I mean, even if she had just chosen to lip sync because of whatever, plenty of people do that. They lip sync for yes. basically no reason. So the fact that she had such a good, well-documented reason going back to this episode and people were so harsh, it really, it's just depressing, honestly. Yeah. Also, in the beginning of the episode, it kind of started off with her writing the song Shadow. Like, what a banger. It's I know. so good. Um, And she really, like, got, she really went in and, like, you forget, like, she really wasn't Jessica's shadow. I know. That those home videos made me so sad (laughs) yes because I always think when well I don't know I I think this is funny because the episode opens with her and John Shanks at Jim Henson Studios and he is kind of asking her what do you want to write about and she explains that she doesn't want to be writing about being in the shadow with no resolution like she wants to write about coming out of the shadow and stepping into her own I've been wanting to write a song about like being in the shadow and I always felt like I was sort of like stuck in the shadow but I think it'd be cool if it was like coming out of the shadow don't you think right because I feel like for a while I felt like I was like stuck you know what I mean but I think it'd be cool to talk about not being stuck and about having like my own thing and not feeling like I'm in the shadow you know you think that's cool not being a victim Exactly. And I don't know when she actually wrote it or what happened because literally like five seconds later, they have the whole first verse and like the whole chorus done and are basically performing it. So like, I don't know how much of it she actually wrote and how much was him or whatever. But the lyric always gets me the very first lyric. I was six years old and my parents went away. Oh my gosh, she was stuck inside a broken life. Like, no, like. I was six years old.
same thing because out of nowhere she was like she's like busted out the whole first verse and I was like I, I thought I'm like did they plan this like I'm still naive to the fact I'm like oh she must have thought of that on the spot like I want <laughs> to believe that but she probably had the song written but it's such a good song and as I had an older brother two brothers and I felt like growing up I really resonated to this song because like I always thought, thought like, oh, I'm in the shadow of my brothers. Like, no one's paying attention to me, which was like literally the most like complete lie. Like, I had very, very loving parents who paid a lot of attention to me, but I had to feel something on like a bus ride, you know? Like, I had to like yes. feel the pain with your disc man. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> well, now Joe Jonas noticed you, so exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, like, is he following your brother? I don't think so. No, 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 exactly. I gotta make sure, I gotta make sure next time my family's all together that I bring that up, that I make sure that everyone's aware. And it's actually funny. I am looking at um, my bookshelf right now, and I just pulled out the Jessica Simpson, this um, Jessica Simpson CD that is here. So. Oh, which one? It is the, well, it says this is the remix it says I want to love you forever irresistible in a little bit in a little bit it must have been like a special one-off cd wow Um, you're a stan you have the promo discs (laughs) it's here (laughs) um oh I had another thought about the episode that stood out was that um her juicy couture pants oh Um, was it Tina's well I thought was it Tina wearing it? I remember like looking up for a second and I saw, I thought it was Ashley with them. They were like white with the black font. Yeah, that was Tina. Oh, oh <laughs> my God. I like, I think Jessica Couture is amazing. I think they're still iconic. And um, I really do miss the 2004 era. Like when that's that style specifically. Um, yeah. Well, it was so cool to just throw on your juicy sweats and throw on your sunglasses and you were good. Like you were the hottest girl around. With a, like a bang that was like swiped across your forehead. That was it. Um, mm-hmm. I also feel like we need to talk about, I totally forgot that Jessica Simpson actually makes an appearance in this episode. I, what I think is really funny is that like, she talks about stepping out of the shadow, but twice in the episode <laughs> It's a, it's about Ashley, and then Tina's like, oh, my God. Like, guess what happened with Jessica? Oh, my God. Literally. Like, the when they're, like, right after the modeling shoot, then, like, Jessica calls, and they're like, she has 7,000 fans outside. Like, that. I guess that's when she was starting to get big. But um, I thought I was like, oh, dang. Like, this is her moment. When the photo shoot was done, my mom gets a phone call from my sister, and she was freaking out. She was like, Mom, there's, like, 7,000 fans here. And she said... You know, she's never experienced it. She was like, whoa, this is crazy. It was like one of those feelings for her and for my mom, like, wow. Like, she's really like a big star now. I miss you so much. I watched your uh, all your shows, David Letterman and Good Morning and all that stuff, and you looked gorgeous. I definitely hope one day that I can, you know, attain that level of success. Well, I love you. Here's mom. Okay, bye. Well, yeah, they go over to Tina's house to hear what sounds like the finished version of Surrender. And Jessica 
and Tina don't really have that much to say about it. Ashley puts it on and she's like, oh, it's really poppy though. Like as if that's bad yeah. because, you know, Ashley's edgy and rock and Jessica's pop. So Ashley's just letting them know. She's like, it's really poppy. And then they basically, they're just like, oh, good, Ash. Great. It's really pop. And I'm like, she just freaking said that. And then right <laughs> away, Tina picks up Jessica's, <laughs> it's so Wait. bad, picks up Jessica's Rolling Stone cover and she's like, oh, baby, look what Rolling Stone sent over. Isn't that neat? Don't you want to hang that up at your place? And I'm like, Ashley just wrote this like really good song. <laughs> Than do the rest of your stuff. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Jess, they sent you this, sweetie. Rob Light did. If you want to hang this up at your place, too. That's cute. I like that. Isn't that cute? They made that just for you, Rob. That's really sweet. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. That is so true. I can't imagine, like, what that was like. And at the end of the episode, when she dyed her hair, um, black and she was just like I just want to be like different than my sister so she's like now when Jessica and I are next to each other like you can tell us apart I'm like wow she's really trying to break away I know it's so funny too because she says I didn't do it yes. to separate myself from my sister and then 30 seconds later she goes and now we're just so different <laughs> yeah exactly I was like wait so you did dye your hair to get away from your sister decided to dye my hair because I just needed to do something new and I kind of like wanted to do something spontaneous and kind of shock everybody and I definitely think that I did that. <laughs> I didn't do it to separate myself from my sister but it's a lot of fun because she's got this like platinum blonde hair and I've got this like really dark hair and uh, it's cool because now when we like hang out and everything it, it totally has you know made us completely different and I like that. Also another thing is that when she's recording when she's finishing up recording her CD and they have the whole orchestra in there for her and she's talking about everything else besides like acknowledging the orchestra that is there for her. I know they make it seem like she is this idiot, right? This like teenage girl who's just like, I don't know what I'm going to wear, blah, blah, blah. And then John Shanks like pulls on her chair and he's like, Hey, like, look, this is expensive. And I'm like, Oh my God, like calm down. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if that's the cuts that did that or she just wasn't paying attention. Cause like, I really felt bad. They cut to one guy playing the cello and I was like, Oh, he's worked so hard to like (laughs) do this all for her. And she's not even paying attention. I know. Well, she could have paid better attention, but also maybe they were there for a really long time, you know, and they only showed like a few seconds of her talking about something else. So maybe that was like the 10th time they had run through it. And she was like, oh, by the way, I don't know what I'm going to wear to my um, show. Like, let me, you know, let me talk about it for a second. I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but like he, they make her look so bad. They, they really do. And the funny thing is, it's like, I've been on the other side of a reality show and so I can I know what's like edited and I know how heavily edited things can be but then when I watch reality shows still like Ashley since like today like when I watched the episode I was like I was like I still like believe like that's what it is like I forget that like I forget that there's editing especially like when I watch The Bachelor and all that stuff I just like I'm like the perfect audience because I just believe what's in front of me (laughs) well I can't believe I forgot to mention that you are a reality star too um you are on is it 12 days of Christmas or 12 days of Christmas yes exactly yes on HBO Max yes yeah 
yes, I was on it. It aired last year. They just came out with a second season this year. Um, super fun, like Christmas show. It's where, um, spoiler, I did meet my fiance, Chad. So really great experience. It was filmed in Austria. Um, super fun. So that's actually amazing that you're still with the person that you met on the show. Yes. Yes. I love that. Everybody should check that out because that it's like awesome to have a success story. Yes. And no, it's been really great. And luckily, like he is very into Y2K stuff. Like he loves DCOM. And actually, as we were driving to the Burbs yesterday, Pieces of Me came on and he's like, um, he's like, is this Ashley's like, like, I like most popular song? Is this like her one song? I'm like, no, this is actually like, one of like her many amazing hits like this is amazing good, but like no there's a whole album I was like very insulted I was like no so much attitude so he's on thin ice now is what you're saying exactly <laughs> like a pieces of me it was great but um I have to ask do you have a favorite song off her album autobiography oh it's literally one of the best albums ever and I don't know that I have one favorite song I go back and forth I definitely, I think when I was younger and it's just continued to now, the lyrics are still so resonant with me on basically every song, but I really love Love Me For Me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The funny thing is, okay, I don't know if you're ever one of those people, like, so growing up, like, I feel like I always know, like, the first, like, five songs of an album or a CD super well, and then, like, I fade off for the rest. So, like, when I was listening to, like, um, Hillary Duff's Metamorphosis, I feel like I just, like, always know, like, the top songs, and then, like, the other ones, like, I don't really know, and I feel like that one might have been a song that, like, I don't really know. Yeah, that is later on the album. The B-side wasn't working for you. You were like, I have to move on. <laughs> exactly, because I was going to say, I feel like I, like, know her, like, top songs super well, and um, I remember, like, being in middle school, like, during the Ashley Simpson, Avril Lavigne, like, era, like, all my friends and I, we were wearing like white button downs and we went to Claire's and there was like these jelly bracelets and like black and hot pink. And we'd wear them like all like on our, like on our wrists. And I don't know. It was just like, it was a movement. It was a vibe and <laughs> being in the locker, like down the, like in the locker, um, what is it? Locker, the hallway, the lockers and stuff. Those bracelets are very correlated with the autobiography album. I feel like. Exactly. And like um, the, like, I feel like, like, olive bermuda shorts um was like a big thing like bermuda shorts was ashley simpson like i feel like Mm -hmm. um well she's wearing in that in this scene where she plays them surrender she's wearing these hugely like what even bigger than like what boyfriend jeans would be now ripped um like capri baggy jeans and she's wearing black capri leggings underneath them because As we know, the layers, like, in if you guys check out Kate's TikToks, if you haven't seen them, you will see the layers, okay? <laughs> so many layers. It's, it's like, low-rise jeans, layers. Um, yeah, the low-rise jeans. That's another thing. It's so funny because it was only a few years later, but our era was kind of so different from, like, the Clueless era because instead of being super matchy matchy and dressed up for high school and stuff all you needed to do was like put a tank underneath another shirt underneath a sweater (laughs) and it was like oh my and it it didn't have to be expensive either 
I mean, yes, it was like a step up if you had the Abercrombie or the limited two, but like, I would feel like such an idiot if I came into school and all my friends had like the layers and I was just wearing a t-shirt. I was like, I'm a loser. Oh my God. No, that was my high school. That's exactly how it was. Um, Like the lace tank. <laughs> Like the lace tank, um, there was there probably was like a lace tank, then another tank, and then your shirt. Um, and everybody always had like the Abercrombie or Hollister jeans with like the um Birkenstocks. I feel like the color like everyone had Birkenstocks or like um the era when everyone had like Adidas sandal and socks. Um mm-hmm. I don't know if your yeah, if your school had that with like the North Face jacket. Um yeah, that was very early two thousands. But yeah, you had to have layers. It was kind of weird if you didn't or like I used to double polo I don't know if you did ever oh yeah like the the thought of like the fact that we double poloed um (laughs) like the popped collars and everything and Ashley does that too she wears a pop collar in a couple of these episodes oh my have you okay I do have to ask um what got you into Ashley Simpson I was a really big fan of Jessica. So I already kind of knew who she was. Like I was an OG Jessica, like first single stan. Like when everyone else came onto the scene with newlyweds and they were all of a sudden like, I love Jessica. I was like, okay, like you don't even know her first (laughs) album. Like you're a loser. I'm cool. And (laughs) I was a huge fan of her. So, and of course I was addicted to newlyweds and then they started promoting the Ashley Simpson show. And it was literally within like 30 seconds. I was like, okay, this is what I care about now. I'm in, I love (laughs) Ashley Simpson. This is it. And then when her album came out, I just, oh my God, did I love it. And that's, I think how good her album is especially for a debut and especially when you watch this show back as an adult and you realize she's like such a mess and doesn't even realize what she's been handed and everything the fact that she was able to write and produce such a good album is actually really impressive to me so yeah oh okay that's good to know and have you seen either of them live yes I have seen both of them live and I've met both of them no way are they both like super nice they're both adorable um I met Ashley, because I saw her, um, her tour for I Am Me, her second album, and waited in a really long line all day so that I would be first because it was a, it was a general admission show. So I was in the front row and there was something going wrong. I don't know who the hell is trying to sabotage Ashley at every turn, but there was something going wrong with her sound. And so in the middle of the concert, they kind of were like, having issues and she was just like guys I'm having sound issues I'm so sorry like we'll be right with you and instead of going backstage to take a break or have some water or whatever she was like I can sign some stuff while you guys wait like she felt bad like she needed to accommodate us I was like we're good but she literally like leaned over the stage and I didn't have anything for her to sign like no one really had things because we were like front row in the middle of a concert so we just kind of like talked to her for a couple minutes until they were like, okay, okay. And then she just like jumped up like and got right back into it. And um, Jessica, I saw her uh, open for NSYNC actually. No um, way. So, oh my God. Yeah, it was a surprise appearance. She didn't open for them typically, but Irresistible, her second album was coming out. And so she did a surprise opener at their Pop Odyssey tour. So that night obviously changed the course of my life. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> then I That's met her cool. on her uh, her book tour. Okay. And have you – were her – did you read her most recent book? Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard it's amazing. Like, incredible. 
It's really, I mean, I read a lot of nonfiction, a lot of memoirs, and it's really one of the best. I think even if I wasn't a fan of hers before, I would have just been so in love with her honesty and just the way that she evolved over time like if you read it you'll understand more of what I'm saying but um I actually recommend the audiobook because she gets like emotional during a lot of it and she's just like so passionately talking about her life that I really think it's it's like really worth listening to the six hours or whatever it is oh that is good to know I definitely will do that because I've listened to a couple other podcasts where they spoke about the book and they said how amazing it is so good to know it's uh I've actually I read it first and that's Meeting her at her, at her, um, it wasn't a signing. It was like a photo appearance, I guess, because I took a picture with her rather than her like signing the book and meeting her there and then reading the book is actually what led me to do this podcast because there was just so much there. And I was like, you wouldn't think that you could do a whole podcast about just two people. And I am expanding now and doing more pop culture topics and stuff, but there's so much to mine just within these two women and everything that they've done. And she was just so sweet. She made me feel like family and stuff. And I just felt so connected to her that I was like, okay, we're doing a whole podcast. So this is like the 40, I think this is episode 41 or 42. So all these episodes later, here we are. Wow. That's amazing. Well, that's, that's so good to like, they have so like, they have layers. There's a lot to talk about. That's very cool. So much. So getting back to the episode, we have this photo shoot. And I think it's so funny that they, the music they use, Eve, who's that girl? Yes. yes. (laughs) This is her moment. Ashley's that girl, you know? And the photographer has this whole vision for the photo shoot that Ashley, she is not having it. Oh, yeah. He has her in this Jessica shawl, which is like, the most Jessica thing that anyone could ever wear is a pink shawl, right? Yeah. Like, what could be more Jessica? And Ashley's like, I don't like it. And Tina and her go behind a closed door. Like, they don't let the camera in, but they're mic'd. So we hear what they're discussing, which is Tina's telling her, you don't want to get a reputation yes. for being difficult or whatever. But I was, I don't know about you, but I was totally with Ashley. Yeah. Give it a chance. Can you do it up there? And then if not, we'll or do you need to do it down go there. from there, no. okay? Because yeah. he's got, like, some concept going on in his I head. I know, but you know what I'm saying. I like, okay. <laughs> I'm very weird about this guy. <laughs> she is. So she doesn't want anything that resembles anything that Jessica would ever do. You understand where I'm coming from, though, right? That, mm-hmm. Like, I have a specific mm-hmm. thing that they no, ask totally. me to do. No, totally. I don't you. want you to, like, be upset with me either, because, no, like, you have to understand where I'm you. coming from. I don't want to start by having a bad reputation, because there's going to be a lot of magazines you want to be in, and one thing you've learned is that it's a small family. Oh, my God. I was getting a little frustrated when she, <laughs> when she was, like, nobody was helping her. Like, she was trying to tell people, like, what she wants and that's her team like people should have went up to the photographer or makeup artist and said hey this is not like this looks great not Ashley's vibe can we do something else like she had no support and I can see like where the frustration was when she was like yeah like I I hate it like this isn't my style and like yeah and he kept saying like I have a vision and that was so difficult when Tina was like you don't want to have a bad repetition I was like oh 
This poor girl. I know. And I thought, because I thought Tina was on board with the whole she has to be different than Jessica thing. That makes sense. It's not just some bratty teenager being like, wow, I don't want to be like my sister. It's a good marketing strategy, you know? Exactly. I forgot what they said when she was in the pink. Um, what what would you call that? Not poncho. I'm, I just uh, called it a shawl, but it's not really a shawl. Know, he, he said something. He's like, oh, sexy. Like. He's like, you're going to look hot and sexy. And it, it's not sexy. And then he calls her a granny. Yes, that was it. He called her a granny. And I was like, wait, no. Like, do you remember when she had the eyelashes on? And then, like, she goes back and she's like, they're like, oh, we still need to curl it. Like, like that. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, that was going to be the solve. That makes no sense. I wear fake eyelashes for work all the time. And... If you're going, first of all, fake eyelashes come curled. That's one of the perks of using a fake eyelash. And if you are going to do something to it, you do it before you apply the lash or else you could like rip it off when you're trying, like, why would you curl it on the eye? And it it totally makes sense too. Like Ashley's not a fake eyelashes kind of girl. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't go with what she was trying to do at all. I think I look like a clown. You think you look like a clown? Yeah. Well, maybe you should just take off the fake eyelashes. I'm not the one to say I'm your mother. I'm not, you know, um, you should ask Allie what she thinks about it, and then I'll get... I think you should have her just take the eyelashes off. Why does this always happen to me? When does it always happen? When's the last time it happened? Please tell me. I can't control magazines, honey. So I think that we think that we should take the eyelashes off. Because it's going down. We didn't curl them up yet. Oh, I want to let oh it'll look different whenever it's curled? Yes. Oh. Okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is something no, I, I, I still would wear. And I don't want to wear that. Okay. Please, let me just do a Polaroid. I'll okay. show you. You're going to look hot <laughs> and sexy. It's, okay. it's going to look off the shoulder, and I'm going to see some light coming through that thing. Okay. It's going to be cool. Trust me. I've seen photos from this photo shoot, and... When she's leaving, I guess she's done with the whole photo shoot. She's wearing this like zebra type of coat. And even that coat is not, that coat is very like one of the real housewives or something. Like it's not a 19 year old pop rock singer. It's really wild to see like the behind the scenes, like how, I don't know, like how teen pop stars were kind of like treated and handled. Like, it wasn't, like, bad, but, like, it's just, like, interesting. She was kind of, like, tossed around and kind of was, I don't know. Yeah, and again, going back to the whole Tina, and I'm not saying that she favors Jessica, but it just seemed like when she should have been stepping up, she was, like, yeah. sh- sh- lounging on the pool yes. chair and, like. <laughs> that was the most frustrating part, I think. I know, um, and it was weird because she goes, she was, like, I don't know, baby, I'm your mom. I can't tell yes. you. And I'm, like, but you work for her like you work she's oh like she's jessica's official stylist at least she yeah. was during this period she's working she's not just being there with her daughter she's working i just thought it was really weird because it feels like when she's with jessica she's on it she's stepping up she's yeah. got it and with ashley she's just like well, i don't know baby i'm like oh my god <laughs> that is you're you nailed it like I, you can't you couldn't say that any better yeah you could definitely tell there she definitely favored jessica um but when you look back, though, there really was a moment when Ashley Simpson was on top, when she really got, like, super big. Um, I know. It was such a short moment, but a beautiful one. <laughs> Would you say that SNL was the moment that, like, changed things for her? Yes. 
I think so. I think that it didn't help that after that she got her nose job. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of felt like here's another thing that's associated with being fake. Unfortunately, women are judged for this. And it was just two things on top of each other. And she really did look different. And I think she looks great. She looks amazing today. Um, But I think she was really cute with her old nose, too. And I think that getting plastic surgery kind of went against what we had loved about her on the show, which is like, she's more real. She's down to earth. She's more normal. She's not this perfect prom queen. And then it kind of felt like she went in the other direction. So I think that SNL definitely, that was it. But her actions after that, I don't think really helped either. Yeah, I for, I totally forgot about that. And, then, and I don't blame her for any – like, I'm not saying that it was yeah. bad that she got surgery. Like, I no, just No, 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 but, you know. There was a tough era. Also, like, early 2000, like, ta- like tabloids and paparazzi and, um, the, like, the media was just so harsh and, like, really did not put mental health in, like – I don't know. They didn't, like, prioritize that at all. They just kind of, like, attacked. Um, it's like the Perez Hilton era, kind of. It was brutal, and I even though I wish she would put out music now and be basically all she does on her Instagram is like post ads and stuff. So I wish that she would do something, but I get it because when you put yourself out there, the scrutiny that she got for not she didn't do anything wrong either. You know, wait, I I just pulled up once you said her Instagram. I actually, to be honest, I don't know how I didn't look at her Instagram sooner. Oh my god, she's stunning. I know, I know. And the fashion, her current fashion is everything. Wow. And um, her husband is Diana Ross's son? Yeah. Wow, okay, I'm catching up. So at, okay. at, at Thanksgiving, it's it's Jessica and Diana Ross, you know, sitting there. That's pouring the gravy. wild. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to have fun, like, scrolling through her entire Instagram tonight. Wow. And the, her blonde hair is back. Yes. Oh, it looks so good. Well, let's talk about the hair because this is the epic episode where she dyes her hair. And yes. I don't know about you, but like when she goes back then, like I think she looks great with the blonde now, but like when she goes from the blonde to the to the dark brown and then eventually she dyes it even more and it becomes black. Yep. It felt like everything clicked into place. Yep. It was her. And then when she shot that cover for autobiography, like it was Oh. perfect I love the co- uh, I love the color she made me super nervous though when she was dying it herself in her bathroom and she's like I just want to do something spontaneous I was like you're a star like you can actually get your hair done like well I think that she did so a lot of people say that because you don't see her actually dye her hair like you you don't see her go from blonde to brown you just see her in the mirror with wet dark hair people say that she didn't actually do that and apparently she like snuck behind everyone's back and she wasn't supposed because she had already shot these promo pictures as blonde joe wanted her to match those pictures so she went behind everybody's back and she actually was rebellious about it and she got either she got it professionally dyed or I don't know if she died it herself. And then they had to have this moment in the show. Like they didn't want her to just have the hair. So they were like, we need to do a scene where you're dying your hair. Makes actually, wow. That is, makes all like so much sense. And then it's funny, after she dyes her hair, she comes back the next day to band practice and super cute cut. Like it's cut, her, like looks really good. And then she's wearing this like Boy Scout t-shirt. Do you mm-hmm. remember? 
And I, like, that is one moment that, where it all just, like, came back to me. Because I remember thinking, where's my brother's Boy uh, Boy Scout shirt? Because I (laughs) wanted that look so badly. Like, that was a moment. That was probably one of my favorite scenes, or outfits. In the earlier scene with Jessica's kind of watching her try on outfits, and Ashley's like, well, I don't want to look like this. I want to look like a boy. And and Jessica's like, you're not a boy. And Jessica goes, well, baby, if you had those big fat legs, then I would tell you to cover them up. But you have such cute legs and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she really does just want to like steal her boyfriend's outfit and wear that to her photo shoot. Just let her. I don't like to be girly. I hate it. To be girly? Yes. Why? Because you're a boy? Yes, what do you, you mean? You are girly. You you're are a feminine gir- girl. I know, but I, I like to. Boy. But I like to like wear pants or like Converse tennis shoes or something to make me feel normal. You have cute legs, though. It's like if you had like big, fat, ugly legs, I'd be like, cover them up, you know? If you're really tan, you might feel more comfortable. Yeah, once you tan, I think you feel better. But if you feel shy about it, then that you have such cute legs and you're so cute, but, you know. But if you want to wear, I, I mean, I, I personally wouldn't do the tights. Can you make it more boy? Boy? You're not a boy. What do you mean? I think that, like, a lot of times, the younger sister sometimes is, like, more just like, don't tell me what to do. Justin and I are totally different. Also unhinged again. MTV at its time was unhinged. Like that, like that would never. Like also, parents should never say that. And the fact that that was like, I guess okay to say. Not it wasn't okay to say, but it was said. Like things like that. Like if she wanted to be a boy, like let her dress like a boy. Like, but that was just a different time where it just wasn't like understood and super sad. Like super sad. Like let her just be. Right. And people with larger legs don't have to cover them up. No. Okay. And like everyone will survive. Very toxic um, early pop star era, you know, like. Yes. A lot of trauma and like probably those moments are affiliated with it. Mm -hmm. And then Jessica goes, you'll feel better if you just get a tan. (laughs) Ah, that moment, I was like, again. And it's true because there, there's so many pictures of Jessica from back in the day. Like she never went full on like. Lindsay Lohan, Christina Aguilera, literally looking like a different race level of tan, but she really was on top of her tanning. And it's crazy because if she hadn't, nobody would have been like, oh, that Jessica, like she's hideous. You know what I mean? You're talking about like Jessica and her tanning? Yeah. I guess I do like vaguely remember. If you look at red carpet photos of her, she always had a fresh tan. She was very, very glowy and bronzy. Oh my, okay, that probably is true. Like her, Paris Hilton, I feel like that was all like the thing. Mm-hmm. God, okay. <laughs> oh my God, that scene, that is just, yeah, wild. I know. It made me sad because I'm like, oh, what, what else did Ashley hear when she was exactly. growing up? I love Tina. All my listeners know Tina's queen. Like, I love her, but that was bad. That really put me off because I was just like, oh no. Because then what if Ashley had gained a few pounds or whatever, would she be like, oh my God, now my mom thinks I'm fat. My mom thinks I should cover up, you know? Who, that kind of reminds me of another mom manager that I, um, oh my God, I can't, maybe it was Britney Spears when I was watching the documentary, but that's like a whole other subject. Um, (laughs) Well, Lynn Spears and Tina look a lot alike. 
They do. They really do. Mm-hmm. That is so true. But I think it was – anyways, I'm I'm derailing from Ashley and Jessica. <laughs> no, that's okay. We yeah. – we, it's a running joke on this podcast because Brittany came out first and Jessica was always compared to her and told that she had to be like her and – we always say how much we hate that, but then we end up talking about Britney because she was just such an overwhelming pop culture presence that she comes up all the time. So don't worry about it. It's hard not to. I loved, I love Britney Spears and like Christina. I truly like that era, like that early teen era was like spoke to my soul. Like I, you know, like I didn't like get into like liking boys till later dating all stuff. Like, no, I was just in like the pop culture like the definition of like a teen girl I would sit in my room I feel like I played with Barbies until like late middle school like I was just oh no not Barbies like Polly Pockets the rubber with the rubber outfits um, oh yes oh yes but that was my speed like this like this all speaks to me and um <laughs> but now I wish Ashley Simpson would get on TikTok and Jessica Oh my gosh yes we've talked about this even if they just did if Ashley like lip synced to one of her old moments on the show kind of like to poke fun at her lip syncing and also just like to tie into the tiktok trend of like playing a sound and lip syncing over it yeah it it would blow up oh my and like or if she did it and like had it like be a little off or something like um (laughs) she it would be oh my god if she got on like she would skyrocket she'd be like she would not like she needs to reinvent her career because she's already doing so well, but like it would take her to like another level. Same with Jessica. Oh my God. If Jessica got on TikTok, game over. I know. Like, I know. Cause she's so naturally funny. Like all those newlyweds moments, but on TikTok. Yes. Oh my God. And then, I mean, I don't think Nick Lachey's on, on there, but um, are, do, do your fans like Nick Lachey? Are we okay with him? We all hate him. Okay, so it's not a scan account. <laughs> Got it. Okay. No, but if you're a fan of his, it's okay. I appreciate my Nick fan listeners, okay? It's not that I'm a fan. I don't really, like, follow him that much. I only – I like Love is Blind, and I know he's one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, when I get my, like, like see Nick. But, um, no, Jessica all the way. Team Jess. Well, did you like crack up laughing at the beginning of Love is Blind when he was like, and I'm obviously Nick Lachey? No, he did not. He did. Oh, that is just like not everybody knows that. No, especially like teenagers that are just like turning. They're just like, oh, whatever. I'll just turn this on on Netflix. They're like, who are you, old man? Yes. Oh, I wonder whatever happened to 98 Degrees. Well, they actually still do concerts. Really? Oh, wait, now I'm thinking of um, New Kids on the Block, but very interesting. Wow. Well, Backstreet Boys still do concerts too. Yeah. NSYNC is the only one that doesn't still do concerts and they were my faves, so uh, disappointed. I'm team Backstreet, but um, but still love NSYNC and they're all on TikTok, so I, I love them all. <laughs> Anyone on TikTok I love. It's, you know what, it is the moment. Like TikTok, she is the moment. What can we say? She is. She really is. Um, I'm going to try not to go on tonight, though, and just read. Because I need that's my 2022 goal is just to read a little bit more. Well, you could always pick up a copy of Open Book by Jessica Simpson. (laughs) What a perfect plug-in transition. She does not pay me to promo her, but honestly, she really should. Just saying. She really should. And I hope one day you can get them both on your podcast. 
that's my goal. That is what I want. I want to have them on, Tina, Joe, the whole clan. <laughs> You'll get them. You'll get them. It's only a matter of time. They'll catch on. Um, Thank you. Yeah. They've all – actually, everybody except Ashley has acknowledged the podcast in some way. Really? So that makes me – yeah, Jessica, Tina, Joe, Casey. Do you remember Casey from Newlyweds? Why, is that the best friend or cousin or something? Yeah, the best friend slash assistant with the curly hair. Okay. Yes. Now I remember – yes. She was actually the first person to notice our podcast, and then later that day, Jessica checked our story. So I think that she, like, texted her because they're still best friends. <laughs> That's really cool. That's like, that's really cool. I know. I'm so appreciative. So I hope I can have her on too. We just need the whole gang. Yes. We'll keep it going because like it's going to happen. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on tonight. I'm going to have to have you back on because I feel like there's so many different topics I could talk to you about. Like I could talk to you for 10 hours. Oh my God, please. I'll I'll watch another episode or do a newlyweds one. That'd be so fun. Yes. Yes. We can totally do newlyweds. Um, But before we go, let's rate the episode. So we rate from one to five and we don't do like stars or thumbs up or whatever. We base it on something from the episode. So like if we were doing newlyweds, it could be like three out of five cans of chicken of the sea or whatever. So what do you rate this episode and why? Okay. I would rate this episode. I'd rate, I'd rate it at eight. You know what? There was lots of ups and down. And I think specifically because when she got, um, why am I blinking? What was wrong with her throat? She has acid reflux. Yes. So I rated it eight because of the acid reflux. Um, That was such a, like, that is such, it was a turning point for her career. She really did not know whether the show was going to go on or not. Um, Her only advice from the doctors were to stay silent um, for a few days and hopefully her voice would come back. Um, No, but you know what? She didn't let her, while she was going through all the ups and downs and she lost her voice, she persevered. So, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a lot and I don't, I think it's underrated. I don't think people acknowledge what the resilience that she has. Yes. So you're going with an eight out of 10. Yes. Okay. I think I'm gonna, you know what? I really love this episode. I just feel so bad about like (laughs) Tina and how she's like, (laughs) so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the same rating. I'm gonna do like eight out of 10 moments of Tina favoring Jessica over Ashley, even when it's Ashley's show. (laughs) (laughs) That really was, there was a lot of contradiction in this episode, a lot of back and forth. Um, No, that is actually a very fair rating and a very important point to notice. (laughs) Um, A lot of like, yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard because like we love Ashley, but Jessica, you know, she's just such a star. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. As I warned you in the beginning, there were some technical difficulties at the end of our recording, so unfortunately we were not able to do the typical sign-off. As I let you know at the beginning, Kate's socials are It's Kate Steinberg, so I just want to remind you to go follow her. And a big, big thank you to Kate for coming on this podcast, and I really appreciate her hard work because we had so many technical difficulties. I don't know why, but the universe was just not complying with us doing this podcast, and she was scrambling to help me figure it all out and all of that. So I really, really appreciate you doing that, Kate, and I enjoyed our conversation so much listening back and editing this episode. I am just thinking about all of the 2000s goodness. So 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next week with a new episode. It's going to be newlyweds focused and it is an iconic episode. So get ready for that. It's going to be amazing. We also have the Scream bonus episode and that's going to be coming soon and Bennett for part two. So stay tuned. I love you guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.